welcome to episode 60 of Another Book on the Shelf. I'm Jet. And I'm Jen. And we have a new, like, theme. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. If you follow us on Instagram, which you should, at Another Book Podcast, um, you know that Bookstagram is a really awesome place. However, (laughs) it also sucks you into all kinds of other books that you maybe normally wouldn't read or don't have time to read because you're already reading like 17 books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've kind of realized that we have been influenced by Bookstagram over the last while. So we're going to start a new little theme episode every so often called hashtag Bookstagram made me do it. Because it does so often. Right? And I feel like yeah. last year especially... Just because I think in general, everyone was kind of reading more because we were all inside. Well, and just like on Instagram more. Yeah. (laughs) Give me some connection. I know. I keep like trying to like make sure that I'm not on it like too much. Mm -hmm. And like with the iPhones, you can set like a time so it'll like turn the app off. Oh, that's handy. Except, and I definitely like lowered it, but like I still am not like hitting because in my head i'm like oh my god i'm on hours a day but i'm not (laughs) so i think i need to set it like even even lower just so i can sort of like rein myself in (laughs) yeah fair enough but i mean it's good to know that i'm not on there for two hours a day because in my head i was good that's really good (laughs) it's probably like an hour and 59 minutes but still you know what it could be it could be worse (laughs) but Whilst on the bookstagram, yes. uh, last fall, a very highly anticipated debut came out, uh, The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes by Alyssa R. Sloan. Uh, so we that's going to be our first bookstagram maybe do it episode. It's exciting. Yay. Um, and yeah, if you were on the bookstagram, you've definitely seen this book. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Alyssa R. Sloan is a Texas native Japanese American. (laughs) She has (laughs) the best description from her publisher's website. (laughs) Uh, With a penchant for reading books and celebrity gossip, she lives in Austin with her husband and two cats in a house with a rolling library ladder. (laughs) Which, also, if you follow her on Instagram, you will see very often the cats and said library ladder. Honestly, like, that will be a mark of success in my life when I have a home library with a rolling library ladder. (laughs) It's all I want in life. I know. When I keep seeing people, and even, like, I know you, like, the amount of book cases and stuff that you have. And, like, I think that's one of the reasons, too, where, like, I'm trying to get more stuff on my Kobo. In theory, you know, borrow books from the library because I only have that one bookcase. There is no room for another bookcase anywhere. So unless I got a different type of bookcase. Yeah. This is my current problem, too, is that, like, my bookcases are full to the brim. Like, they cannot take anymore. (laughs) But also, I cannot fit another bookshelf anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) So it's now time. It's time. It's time, my friends, to call. (laughs) I'm sure we will post a lot about that in general, have some tears, but it will feel good in the end. (laughs) (laughs) It will, it really will. And 
because of that, we actually both read Cassidy Holmes on our Kobos. Yay! We did. Actually, a lot of the books I've been reading this month have been on my Kobo. Yeah, I know. But it's exciting. Uh, it's great. I like it. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take us through kind of a little synopsis of The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes? I do. Here it is. Yes. I'm just going to read it straight up for you guys. Yes. So, Cassidy Holmes isn't just a celebrity. She is a sassy gloss, the fourth member of the hottest pop group America has ever seen. Hotter than Britney dancing with a snake, hotter than Christina getting dirty, Gloss was the pop act that everyone idolized. Fans couldn't get enough of them, their music, and the drama that followed them like moths to a flame, until the group's sudden implosion in 2002. And at the center of it all was Sassy Cassie, the Texan with a signature smirk that had everyone falling for her. But now she's dead. Suicide. The world is reeling from this unexpected news, but no one is more shocked than the three remaining Glossies. Fifteen years ago, Rose, Mary, and Yumi had been the closest to Cassidy, and this loss is hitting them hard. Before the group split, they each had a special bond with Cassidy, truths they told, secrets they shared. But after years apart, each of them is wondering, what could they have done? Told in multiple perspectives, including Cassidy herself and different timelines, this is a behind-the-scenes look into the rise and fall of a pop icon and a penetrating examination of the dark side of celebrity and the industry that profits from it. So yeah, like, <laughs> that's it in a nutshell, guys. <laughs> and I think, especially for, for people like around our age, totally, we remember Brittany dancing with the snake. Oh, God, we I remember totally Christine, <laughs> Christina getting dirty with two R's mm-hmm. <laughs> and all yeah. that stuff. So like, well, and the Spice Girls, which this is clearly drawing on. Yeah. Like well, and because it has sort of the like fake American Idol Mm-hmm. which like we all remember when that was happening and like oh yeah kelly and justin and ugh. um right <laughs> so bananas <laughs> and just all of that stuff so it was something that it made it really easy to read because it was just like definitely we've we've been here we've done this we've totally knew all of this kind of stuff so oh yeah that was fun yeah. <laughs> it was it was fun i mean Minus the actual subject matter, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think, what is really interesting about it. And I think that makes it kind of work really well is it has that nostalgic aspect and, like, the parts of the, like, sort of 2001, 2002 pop music scene that mm-hmm. you remember. Man. But then also has, yeah, like, a much more serious aspect to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously, like, uh, as you said, like it goes from the different perspectives and different timelines. This kind of jumps into how we usually talk about like structure and like writing technical stuff. What did you think about that? Because number one, you were switching from four different characters' point of views, yes. but when you would make the switch, you could also be switching time. Mm-hmm. For the well, because it it did give you like a whose perspective it was and mm-hmm. with. Cassidy's perspectives it always gave you the year I mean once I got into it it got fairly easy to figure out the time jumps because all of everything in the past was Cassidy's point of view and everything I think so oh like it was the stuff that was actually from that time but the other characters were remembering but they were remembering it yeah currently yes okay (laughs) 
Yeah, so like all yeah, all the stuff that was marked as like two so like whenever it was Cassidy's perspective, I was like, Okay, we've gone back in time to yeah. like two thousand one or two thousand two when that was all actually happening and all of the other ones were like current taking place after Cassidy died and any of that was sort of like, yeah, reminiscing. And yeah, like I I like how that even though it was jumping from person to person and time, it still had like one like through line. For sure. Like so it was, it was chronological in even though like it wasn't yes <laughs> if that makes yes, any sense i know what you mean i feel like if you've read this book you'll know you'll know what we mean yeah but yeah it is still <laughs> it is still chronological like in in two ways it's like chronological starting with when cassidy dies to like mm-hmm. her funeral yes like that's also chronological taking place over the span of like a week or so mm-hmm. i guess um but then yeah all of their sort of like thinking back is also happening chronologically yeah. it was it was also kind of interesting to like dive into the like the behind the scenes of that world yes and especially from sure. like a 20 2020 perspective no uh the year I 2020 mean, but seriously like in a post <laughs> me too what, yeah and so it's, it does uh speak to that very specifically with one of the mm-hmm. other like the male pop stars in that world and like where probably you know all the people that we've already talked about like from that you know 2000 to 2005 went through all of this and like Oh, the, for sure. The focus on their looks and their weight and what they're eating. And and when you think about how young they all were when they started, like, Britney yeah. Spears was, like, 16. And, like, and she had already started before that because she was on Mickey yeah. Mouse Club, too, right? Exactly. So, like, which is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And so, like, it has all that, you know, and just... And kind of, like, obviously now they're talking about, like different sexuality whereas like then they had to like it was very kept very quiet mm-hmm. and I don't know it was just it was this weird like modern and poignant but like fluffy's not the right word but like because it was just like fun and like pop stars yeah. but then so relevant yes for sure I'm semi not making sense but like <laughs> no but I know what you mean like <laughs> Yeah, almost like like almost like reframing everything that would have gone on mm-hmm. at that time period from like this perspective. Yeah, which I really I really liked, and like you never, yeah. even with you know having Cassidy's perspective and stuff, you never get, and because at this point it is like it's fifteen years later, because mm-hmm. I think it's set in what twenty seventeen. You don't really. Yeah, I, think... I mean, obviously, like most of the time when people die by suicide like everyone wants answers they want it mm-hmm. you know lined out with like because of this and this and this i have decided to this and whatever but like you never fully get that from her like you don't yeah. fully get that story which i think is good because it's even if someone gave you a list it's still not mm-hmm. accurate it's not really fully the truth or whatever yeah so I like that, and it was so it was as much as it was about Cassidy's history and 
you know, struggling with fame and what was that guy's name? Steven. Oh, and yeah. Steven St. James. Steven St. James. And, you know, the trouble with, like, her friend Alex? No. Yes. Yeah. Um, and just... And obviously because, like, like, every single other girl group that we ever see, like, everyone is completely different. Because that's what they do for, like, looks and drama. Right. Her, like, coming to, like, terms with all of that and sorting all of that out. But then, like, now having everyone else, like, look back and, like, try to figure it out and sort of filling in those pieces. But, like, in the end, no one really knows. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really like that aspect of the, like, everyone sort of thinking through things and trying to come to terms with it, but, like, not necessarily having, like, getting to a point where they know that they can move forward and, like, mm-hmm. accept things, but not, you know, tick boxes so that everything just, like, makes sense. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also thought it was interesting with each of the the other three members of Gloss. Mm-hmm. At one point near the beginning, when we're getting each of their separate perspectives, each one of them says something about how, like, they were the closest with Cassidy. Yes. Which I thought was super interesting, because that feels like something that would absolutely happen, where you'd have a bunch of people separately being like, oh, yeah, I was closest with her. But really, I mean, they were they were all sort of close in different ways for different reasons. And, like like actually close truly close but then sort of like superficially close you know right close and in this weird way of like for in their perspective yes they were but like in reality were they like we don't really know Mm -hmm. because we don't get that sort of clarification from cassidy no that's true no and i think that's really true in life like just with i mean not to be like a downer, but like with friends or whatever, right? Oh, like for sure. everyone just has a different perspective of like, or even speaking of bookstagram, like, <laughs> you know how like you have like these Instagram friends that like you're not actually friends with, but like how you interact with them or just by watching their stories every day, mm-hmm. it's a more significant relationship to you, even though like maybe they don't even watch yours or follow you. So like, for sure. But in your perspective, like you're getting that friendship or whatever out of it so especially with the four main characters because again like they were also different so it was really neat to see how they all were like Mm -hmm. no like i was closest to her (laughs) yeah i found that really interesting uh what did you think of just like their dynamic in general like how they were sort of purposely each put into sort of a persona i mean i think that definitely happens yeah I mean, they were all kind of, like, pushed into it, I guess. Which I'm sure also happens. Yeah, well, because, you know, like, Yumi was Asian. So, like, she had to become this, like, mysterious Asian thing. You know, and they always kind of, like, made her look more Asian. Or, like, and, like, goth emo. Like, exotifying her. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then, like, Mary was kind of the sexy one, I guess. Yeah. And of course, like, there was like a wardrobe malfunction, which like, (laughs) just the fact that that's even like a term is like hilarious and very back then. Oh, yeah. What year was that? I can't even remember. I don't remember. (laughs) But, and like, I think 
all of that like played into kind of their personal lives, right? Like Mary Definitely. was having an affair with a married man and like which like had she been, you know, the sassy one like Cassie was if she like maybe mm-hmm. that would have been different or I don't Yeah, know. it's true. That is true. Fame is weird. Fame is super weird. And I do think it was a really interesting sort of look at at fame and what what it sort of what it does to people or like the way it turns people into like one thing that you put out there for I mean consumption for lack of a better term no it's completely versus the actual person that they are Mm -hmm. right and then like all the bits with um like Cassidy getting either like creepy letters from people or like someone's like clearly stalking her or like yeah fans that sort of create this imaginary parasocial relationship with them that mm-hmm. doesn't exist hashtag whispers jake Gyllenhaal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyways but yeah but like, like i just always forget that because hmm. like you know on the one hand i get it i'm like you 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 do sort of imagine these people in a certain way and imagine like what it would be like if you were like friends or like you met them or something but I always forget that there are totally people out there that just like are crossing that line of being full on creepy and dangerous yeah and it's that like weird thing of like knowing the difference I guess right because like yeah sure you know I love me my Jake Gyllenhaal and like maybe one day we'll <laughs> run into each other in New York and like that's cool but like I also understand that like reality exists I guess I don't know right and you're not gonna like <laughs> track him down at his home or yeah. like slide into his DMs and be like hey BFF Jake <laughs> right? be like who is this girl <laughs> well and it's always that like weird you know like the call is coming from inside the house or it's like oh really nice red sweater you have on today and you're like what right (laughs) well because like that part was really interesting too because cassidy definitely like has that one guy who is a stalker but he doesn't it actually ended up being like less of the story than i thought it would be same and i think because we're kind of that's part of what celebrity and especially like Hollywood, whatever, like, I mean, Hollywood is sort of, at this point, encompasses music and film and everyone, just, like, For sure. famous people. And, like, that's kind of what we're taught to taught to think, right? Like, there was the show for a while that was even just called Stalker, and, like, how many episodes of Law and & Order and Criminal Minds and whatever, like, it's stalking is a whole thing. And then when that ended up being, yeah, like, he wasn't as big of a part of it I was just like oh yeah because it is probably such a unfortunately yeah everyday part of especially female celebrities oh yeah for sure yeah to, I was gonna to say the, it's like just part of the landscape of that kind of fame and to the point where like they probably don't even necessarily know how many you know like if you Britney in her heyday, like, she was probably getting all kinds of mail and stuff. Especially because back then it wasn't, like, as email, social media, etc. Like, 
that you wouldn't have even known that like okay sure there's the some maybe that actually like did get physically close to her at like a meet and greet or something but then there was probably like boxes of like creep ass letters right which is so crazy so crazy well even because like Castie was friends with that really young actress and like who was dating some really old actor and like they would have their like parties on their little like I don't know, sort of like Laguna Beach show or something. I'm not kidding. Right. <laughs> and like, yeah, it was just, it seemed like it almost read as like nonfiction or at least what I would assume if say yeah. we had an actual like book about the Spice Girls or like Brittany, Christina, like that, mm-hmm. you know, Kelly Clarkson, all that kind of, for that time, like it. Which, I mean, is a shout-out to the author of just writing really well. Absolutely. But, yeah, like, it could have... Had you told me, like, this was... I mean, it kind of has that, like, Daisy Jones vibes where you're, like... Mm-hmm. Everyone who read Daisy Jones, like, halfway through before they were, like, wait, this isn't real? <laughs> and this right, definitely... Because like, well, it's, <laughs> it's, like... Because it's so well inserted into the musical landscape of that time period. Like they are talking, they do reference Britney and like Christina and like these other acts that were very much real at the time Mm -hmm. that you kind of, it's easy to. Yeah. Yeah. I always find that so interesting to insert like fake things like that into actual history. Yeah. Just from a writing standpoint, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm always really impressed when writers do it well, because it seems like such a difficult thing to pull off. Well, and just everything, like the name Gloss, totally buy that. Oh, absolutely. Like, the, I can't remember what the American Idol show was called, but whatever it was, you know, like that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. The fact that Casty actually replaced an original member. Yes. Like that goes all the way back to the Beatles. Like, right. All of that. Like it was just. Yeah, like, you could totally hand this to someone, I mean, at this point, who was old enough to have not really lived then, ugh, and been like, oh, yeah, like, this was, like, a real band, and, like, they could totally buy it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Man. And all the, like, even just, like, the little things of, like, Casting not having a cell phone right away, and, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, my God, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, right. Right. And, yeah, That's I think so feel cool. like they were, like, getting, like, faxes and stuff, or... <laughs> But, and even just the incorporation of them um, having done a song that was in commemoration of 9-11. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, man. Well. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Man, there was a few years there that were just wild back then. Yeah, what a strange little moment in time. Yeah. Did you did you catch um so the the guy that Mary is having the affair with, um, his band is Illuminated Eyes. And I think I was like three quarters of the way into the book when I was like, Oh, like bright eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what she's doing here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
now I get it. Yeah. Well, and, like, that's why, like, I think so much of it was good because it was just kind of, like, a play on things that were real, but in a way where, like, it is still fiction, but you're like, oh, no, that totally, like... <laughs> That tracks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And because, like, yeah, just, like, the different, like, styles of music and everything mm-hmm. from back then. Yeah, totally worked. Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think, just sort of in general, about the whole Stephen St. James thing? So, like, he oh. is actually one of, like, the first people that we're introduced to because he and Cassidy are on the like talent show yeah they're one of the three finalists on sing it sing it right (laughs) (laughs) um and obviously like that kind of continues on throughout the entire story what do you think about his little i mean he's the worst fair but oh it was just so interesting because again it was one of those things where i'm like i can see that happening yeah Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like, again, that is something that was happening that people didn't hear about. For sure. Were like these well known, famous men that were like serious, serially abusive to their girlfriends or whomever mm-hmm. they were dating. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think about, if you think about even just everything with Me Too, the number of those stories that went back, like, decades. Yeah. Is wild. Yeah. It's super crazy. And so, like, even when, this is going a little bit off of Stephen St. James being the worst. (laughs) And on to Mary with the guy she ends up, um, well the guy that rapes her yeah um and she ends up pregnant so the i guess he's what was he he was the director of their music video yeah and how she doesn't end up saying anything at the time when it happened Mm -hmm. um and her daughter 15 years later is like why wouldn't you say something about this which in the landscape of me too yeah you've got people going why wouldn't you say something about this but back in 2002 who was going to listen to her, especially like she said, because she had that reputation of yep. sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that point, like she may or may not have burned down her lover's right. house. And, like, <laughs> and yeah. So, and that's just, yeah. So like her daughter who like at 15 is like all over social media and, you know, in 2017, like, kids these days um just sort of have more access to the stuff and sort of know more about stuff where you're completely right like back then none of it was ever said Mm -hmm. and like you know when you think about all the people of then you know even just how like from american idol like kelly and justin whatever his name was like they were purposely because they went like one and two they purposely were, you know, they had a movie together. They constantly had to, like, tour mm-hmm. together. So, like, what if there was something there? Or, obviously, like, Brittany and, like, the other Justin. Like, how it was always just such a huge thing. Yeah. And, like, 
as much as sure at one point they definitely were together i'm sure they were forced together more but then like who knows how things really were and like Mm -hmm. who was good and who wasn't and i am absolutely sure based on all the music videos that i remember many a person that worked on the crews of those videos were not good humans oh i'm sure (laughs) like man some videos from back then oh right well, like, the girls even talk about that, too. Like, how they're put into all these different things. And, like, at one point, you know, because there's so much, like, latex and different things. And, like, Mary, like, yeah. actually, like, busts out of it because, like, it's not... It was literally so tight. And just how oh, they're yeah, always trying man. to get all I the different, like, shots of stuff. music videos. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> man. Because I think it was, it's just, like... It's all this stuff that now we can look back on and know was happening and to, like, actually yeah. read it. Even everything between Cassidy and Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, how... I mean, they were kind of closer than ever. Like, they sort of had a relationship or, like... Yeah, yeah, like... They had something. It, it almost, like, it didn't quite get off the ground. Yeah. And again, because they couldn't. It wouldn't be accepted then. Especially for, yeah, like... Rose a, straight up, like, we can't do this, like... Yeah, like, a giant famous group like that. Like, if all of a sudden, you know, Scary Spice and Baby Spice were together, I feel like people would have, like, right? lost their minds. And, like, to the point where they weren't even telling the other girls. Yeah. So, I think that was really, like... I liked how you got these four different girls, but, like, you got to see each of their struggles from being forced into this like mm-hmm. pop group box which like they they wanted like they were musicians they were singers they wanted to do this but like it still turns into exactly like you said like this commodity yeah absolutely so yeah yeah it was very i thought that all that it was she did a really good job making each of the characters like sympathetic in their own way mm-hmm like even the even Rose who comes across like kind of a bitch in the first part yeah. of the book <laughs> to use you know I'm sorry I don't have a better word yeah. um she's like kind of the mean girl I guess mm-hmm. maybe is the nicer way of putting it well and she's just uh, like she's the one that's in charge they're doing it her yeah. way she's supposed to kind of be the leader of the group so she's trying to take on that role yeah and she's super hard on Cassidy because the person the girl that Cassidy replaced is like Rose's well best friend but also the girl that she was in a relationship with at one mm-hmm. point um and so you do get like a, a more nuanced picture of rose by the end which i think is really is really good of all of them really like yeah you really do get to see how it affected all of them in different ways and i really appreciated that yeah it was it was really good i liked it yeah me too and it's like it was like you said it's a pretty quick read like yeah it keeps you it keeps you into it i kept wanting to read more and read more Mm -hmm. because you want to know what's going to happen and yeah (laughs) yeah i enjoyed it yeah well like as i said again like fluffy's not the right word but because it is sort of this like and i think too just because we we very much know that whole like early 2000s pop group 
situation that existed in the world. Like, just that sort of bright, shiny, whatever version of the world with, like, that made it read really fast. And then, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then with this, like, very current happenings and looking back and all that stuff, like, it just... Sure. It's something that really shouldn't go together, and it just did so well. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of like if you were reading, like, a tell-all of mm-hmm. a pop group back then. Yeah. What a time. <laughs> Good. It's so crazy to think of it now. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, literally 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. <laughs> how did that happen 20 years ago and that and i think too because now everyone from then so britney christina Mm -hmm. timberlake kelly clarkson like all those people are still i feel like relevant's not quite the right word but still in our exit like in the existence right now that it's yeah like they're still on our radar like yeah to go back and kind of like see how like their careers and trajectories have like sort of changed like and kind of put that in place with like the different girls in the book and just like to see how Mm -hmm. things have gone and happened it's just like wow yeah yeah it's true like thinking back then like did we really think that like britney would wear or like justin timberlake is this like massive like just like I know right? entertainer entrepreneur like he's almost more known for his acting now than anything else and like right? <laughs> and then like Kelly Clarkson just like owns TV now basically yeah if there's a show she is on it or she runs it <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah crazy. it's so wild I don't know what Christina Aguilera has been up to lately I mean she's definitely like a guest judge on Drag Race and one season okay even even that was like a few seasons ago so i don't really know where she what she's been up to they they, everyone has kids and families now like that's true which again like that's exactly what happens in the book like mary has a daughter yumi doesn't yumi have a baby um no i can't remember if she did no i think maybe she was just recently divorced oh yeah because she had her like famous athlete yeah husband or whatever um but yeah like just that kind of like yeah like you grew up and then they have family and kids it's just like crazy to think now mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i know i know even just the fact that like this is in like they were popular like 2001 2002 and then mary has like a 15 year old mm-hmm. daughter and i'm like wait what <laughs> yeah <laughs> it can't be real <laughs> it wasn't that long ago Yes, it was. was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. The people born in 2000 in America, uh, they can drink this year. I know. Yeah. What was it? I saw something uh, recently. I think it was on Twitter. And somebody was, like, showing ID or something. And they were like, oh, yeah, like, that's cool. Like, after just glancing at it, they're like, I saw the one at the beginning of your yeah. Birth date. And excuse me? Because <laughs> that's the requirement now. Just You just need to be born last millennial. Millennium. 
Aging is weird, guys. Speaking as someone who has a birthday this year that we are just going to ignore. <laughs> no, we are not. I mean, yeah, like, last year we were in a quarantine. We're going to be this year. We'll just pretend it doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> you say so. Man. Wild. Just wild. Yeah. But yeah, so... You kind of learn why Casty Home unravels. You don't yeah. get all of the strings, all of the threads. But I think it's better that way. I agree. Totally. Um, but yeah. Alyssa R. Sloan. Well done. Indeed. Yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> it for sure. Um, she is at Alyssa Reads on Instagram, I believe. Uh, she's definitely working on something else because you see her kind of talking about writing in deadlines and stuff so definitely be more intrigued to read another Mm -hmm. um i'm sure there will be many more a book that will be influenced by bookstagram oh i'm sure (laughs) we will have a few more of these coming up this year obviously if you need more recommendations check out bookstagram follow us at another book podcast you know read along with us mm-hmm. man i think that's the biggest problem with bookstagram is that like i had books that i wanted to read before right and now i have like eleven thousand. this is always my problem and like <laughs> <laughs> i have always been like a fairly not on top of what's new and coming out yeah but being on Bookstagram and, like, Book Twitter has made me very <laughs> aware of everything that is coming out. Like, even more so than when I worked at a bookstore because you you have so many people talking about... Or, like, because people are getting... Talking so much about, like, arcs and mm-hmm. books they're getting before their release. Sometimes I see um, something on Bookstagram or on Twitter that's like, Happy release day! And I'm like, this book isn't out yet? Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've just seen so many people talking about it. So, yeah, it's a problem. Because now not only do I have all the books that I already wanted to read and all, like, the backlist books I want to read. Now I'm like, <laughs> oh, but there are, like, 2,500 excellent new books coming out this year. Yeah. What do I do? I know. We were just talking about that. Like, I have never, like, pre-ordered anything except for, like, maybe the last book in the Twilight series. I definitely got that on, like, the release day, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I have this year where halfway through January and at this point technically I've already like pre-ordered four books I've received one one's coming tomorrow and then like there's two more and I'm just like who is this person (laughs) there are definitely a couple I am going to pre-order despite my book ban and I am standing by this because they are continuations (laughs) of trilogies that I love that um that I want to own anyway so I am allowed to pre-order those (laughs) I'm giving myself permission (laughs) Yes, but yeah. yeah, give us a follow on Instagram. Let us know what books you've read because of Bookstagram. Yeah, not that, not that we need more lists, but we just want to know how el- how but everyone else is being influenced. Know, we do like <laughs> collecting more books to read. Let's be honest. Yes. <laughs> Make sure to check out our blog. Yeah. Jet just did one on her top memoirs. Speaking yes. of books coming out, my next post next week is going to be about the top 10 books I'm most looking forward to reading in 2021 so far. So Yeah. 
and we'll be back in two weeks two weeks oh my god uh correct yes. <laughs> two weeks <laughs> Uh, if you listen to our episode on James Baldwin's Another Country, uh, we're going to do another one by him the first week of February, If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, we'll also take a look at the film and do a little comparison there. And I'm super excited to head back into the mind of James Baldwin. Me too. Me so we, too. So we will see you then and catch you on Bookstagram. Bye. Bye. <laughs>